Live from sunny somewhere, it's Every Now and Then with Jason Kurtman. Hey, that's me! I met him around 1994, I believe it was. His name was Mark Srudi. He was the pastor of a local church in Tuscumbia, Missouri. He was also the chaplain and jailer for the Miller County Sheriff's Department. We met through a chance encounter involving my uncle, and we became the best of friends. We rode everywhere together, exploring the Missouri Ozarks in an old beat-up 1973 pickup truck. We critiqued every Chinese restaurant in a 100-mile radius. There was another passion we both shared, and that was plinking. And between the two of us, I don't remember how many pistols or revolvers we owned. It seemed like one of us was always picking up a new iron every few weeks. Many a times we would stand on his back deck or in my backyard just firing away at old water-filled milk jugs or pumpkins or apples or something. Over the years, Mark and I never really grew apart except through geographical differences. I moved to work as a police officer in Nevada, Missouri, and then later to the east side of the state to an area in Stoddard County. I was overjoyed when Mark called me and told me that he was moving to Farmington. It was only a short distance north of me. And I remember at least three different times when he came to visit. We talked on the phone or even Skyped a lot. Then, several years later, I moved to New Mexico. The distance was really far. A new job, new responsibilities, a new environment. I became involved in the hustle and bustle of living, and our calls became fewer and farther between. The last time I recall talking to Mark was in late January or perhaps February of 2013. Over the time span since then, I would on occasion call Mark only to leave a voice message. I would send him an occasional text message and even a message on Facebook, but he never responded. Nonchalantly, I took it in stride. I thought, well, he's a busy man. He'll call me when he can. Then one day, I realized just how long it had been since I had spoken with Mark. That day was January thirteenth, two 2015. It had been almost two years. I realized this was just unacceptable, and I once again called Mark, and once again, I left a voicemail. Mark, it's me, Jason. Give me a call, brother. I miss you. I then hung up and sent him a similar text message. Once again, there was no response. I knew that Mark had a son who was on Facebook, so I sent him a message. I've been trying to reach your dad. Please have him call me. The response I received took my breath away and made my heart sink. My dad died in March of 2013. Mark was 51 years young. I was able to reach Mark's wife, and she called me that night, and she told me how he died. You would have to know Mark to really appreciate this story. Mark was just a big kid. He loved westerns with John Wayne, Roy Rogers, Gene Autry, and all the old cowboy stars. Mrs. Cerruti told me that sometimes, when Mark came home from the prison where he worked... He would put on a cowboy costume, complete with hat, holster, and six-shooter, and then put in one of his favorite cowboy movies. I knew Mark well enough to believe he would draw down on the bandits as they rode across his screen and dry-fire away to watch them fall off the horse as they were wounded by the hero of the movie. I don't know how it happened exactly, but Mark had chosen a six-shooter that day that had at least one round in the cylinder. He fired that gun as he was drawing. The bullet went through the holster and into his leg, severing the femoral artery. Mark had a new cell phone, and he wasn't really familiar with it, but he was able to dial 911 and notify the dispatcher that he had been shot. He tried to get his location from him, but he couldn't seem to respond. He was going into shock. 
The police department tried to locate him, but they just couldn't. Mark's wife found him several hours later. I was very saddened to hear of Mark's death, and a slight smile, I'll admit, came across my face when I heard of how he died. I hope that when I cross over Jordan, I do it in much the same way, having fun, acting like a kid, and ridding the world of make-believe bandits. I did, however, learn a very important lesson through this. One should never take for granted the friendships that they have, and one should never assume that a return call will be made eventually and when the time is right. I was thinking about this three nights later. It was late, at least for me, and I was asleep. My phone rang, and I turned over to see who was calling me. It was another one of my local friends. My first thought was to let the voicemail feature catch it. I was tired, and I could return the call tomorrow. Then I thought about Mark. What if Mark had called me the day before he died, and I had shrugged off the call with the intention to call him later? It would have been a missed opportunity to let my friend know how much I appreciated him. I answered the phone, and before I hung up, I let my friend know in no uncertain terms how much he meant to me. So in conclusion, I would highly encourage you to remember this short little story the next time a friend calls and you're tempted to let it go to voicemail. Go through your contact list just as soon as you can. Call those friends you don't see on a regular basis and maybe even a few that you do. Let them know you love them. We're all in this world together and it's those special friendships that can get you through some of the hard times. Friendships, just one of God's many precious gifts to humanity. I'm Jason Kurtman, and you've been listening to Every Now and Then.